0: Nine rounds of golf for $90?
1: Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport cardholder, you're entitled to nine 18-hole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport, a $300 golf value for just $90? Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com, keyword passport.
0: Just you and me, Tim. Oh. Coming
2: back. Oh, we're
0: and back. And Tevin. There we here go. We Everyone's go. coming in. We're all back. Welcome to the show
3: with
4: Tevin Pittman. Oh, Master Rock. we MD. Oh, thank you.
0: There we go. Doug Sprint, Andy Brant Bernard.
5: Jimmy Lamers.
3: Jimmy lammers Okay, before you wow. get going here, i got to tell you guys something. I just ran down the hall between the two shows, mm-hmm. went in the men's room, and I hear this guy going like this. He's going mm-hmm. and then he goes, Urgh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <"Urgh."> <laughs> Oh, my God. I was like, wh- wh- you heard me come in. Yeah. You had one barking for the right away, <laughs> it sounds like. I, guess I was <laughs> like, man, what did you
1: eat?
2: There's so many people <laughs> in this hallway that listen to the show that I'm sure every time they go to the <laughs> bathroom, they're like, I pray Tom doesn't come in here because he's going to talk about me on air. <laughs>
6: but well,
5: why I, did just say it? It was Sprinthal. <laughs> I <It> wasn't me. <laughs>
6: it was Sprinthal. There you go. I did it in the parking lot. <laughs> nice, very you nice. You, you, you don't get word, it, never he? mind. Okay, anyway. you clearly haven't told that story, have you?
3: What story?
6: Saturday night, what? Parking oh, night. should I tell that story? You I, might get, I might get sued though. But I'll, I'll do the setup and you can tell the story. So, Tom called me Saturday morning. Catherine was sick and goes, Hey, you want to be my date for the Eagles and uh, Dewey Brothers show? And I said, Yeah, it'd be really fun. And he goes, uh, let's meet somewhere. And I said, Yeah, we meet in downtown St. Paul, we'll never, it'll suck. We, we should meet somewhere and then go together. So we decide to meet at Elm Street, which is the street that the old that KQ was on. So mm-hmm. you can take it from there. So we
3: pull in the parking lot, and I just I don't know, it was a coincidence or whatever, but I got out of the car and about to get into Dougie's car and I had to pee. <laughs> so if they have cameras out in their parking lot, they got a
6: Stumbard video of me on peeing, peeing on the, side building. Of the KQ building. No. <laughs> I was <laughs> gonna take a picture, but I thought, no, I don't. Uh, if Tom wants
4: to tell the story, he will. I won't out him. Yeah, that's beyond the limits of polite society. <laughs> yeah. It really is. <laughs> isn't well, it? it is Southeast Minneapolis. Right, well. Okay, I just got another
2: call. I'll be right back. What, sorry, what did you say, Tim?
5: I said, what would they sue him for? Defecation of character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right.
2: Ooh, very good. He's yeah. probably not the first or the last person that'll pee on the KQ building. Yeah. Yeah, well, he had to step out take a call. Tim, what uh, what do you got for us on the movie front and entertainment today?
5: Well, I I haven't seen it yet, but the big movie this week that I'll be reviewing tomorrow on uh, the morning show, Tom's morning show, is Napoleon, not Napoleon Dynamite. Right. This, oh, this is Nap- first- Oh, really? Yeah. yeah this with is uh, the, uh, oh, who's Napoleon? Uh, um, and Joaquin Phoenix.
4: Joaquin Phoenix, right, with the cleft lip.
5: That's right, and he was in, he did uh, Gladiator with Ridley Scott, which I think was one of the best performances in, well, it was 20-some years ago, almost 25 years ago, and it was one of the, he was so evil in that movie, he was nominated for an Oscar, didn't win, of course, he won for Joker eventually, but he is a hell of an actor, whether you like him or not, I think he's terrific, and... You know, I'm not, you know, big on history, uh, so you know it'll be, I would imagine, somewhat eye-opening for me seeing Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of Napoleon.
4: The thing, the thing you want to look for in that movie is uh, the sabering of the champagne, because I was told that Napoleon's uh, uh, commanders, uh, as they rode into battle, would saber a bottle of champagne, drink, drink some of it, all of it. God knows, and then go into the battle. So, Savoring the champagne is where you take the sword and you actually knock the top of the bottle off uh, by hitting the uh, the little ridge right before the cork, oh, right, and man. it just blows the thing. It cracks right there, opens it up, and you they would drink it down. So, that, I hope that's in the movie.
5: So, so they're they're go they go into battle uh, half lit then, or yeah, of course,
4: yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, it's a I can't imagine how coarse those battles mm-hmm. were. Oh, with uh, the early advent of, uh, of high velocity munitions, uh, and then most of it was a uh, sword. And uh, I, I just what a grim, grim thing to have to well, and be involved. I think the
6: worst with. thing was getting wounded but
4: not dying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not dying immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it oh, takes yeah. a while.
5: Yeah, getting getting impaled by a sword or something too. I mean, could you imagine that? Oh, the what risk of yeah, infection. Yeah, the infection is what I'm talking.
4: Infection, about, gangrene, so uh, devascularization of a leg or arm. I mean, that was the whole thing about the Civil War. They saved a bunch of people because one, they got them to a, a army, army hospital, and then they did they they automatically would do these amputations to avoid yeah, feel amputation the, is, immediately. Yeah. No questions That's right. asked. Uh, yeah, and it was uh, no anesthetic either. Nope. But,
0: Well, a lot of alcohol, as much alcohol as they could administer in a very short (laughs) period of time was the anesthetic.
5: Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. Well, I mean, uh, I'm seeing it uh, this afternoon, but uh, two hours and 37 minutes, I think they got enough time to squeeze a lot of things in. And uh, that's the same length. Here we are. We're in that season, award season, where time, there is uh, no limit on the time, so... You know, we're we're going on, well, more than two and a half hours. So, par for the course. We'll see. Although, the, the Hunger Games movie, which I actually liked, I was surprised, that was two hours and 37 minutes also, and I didn't feel like it was slow at all. So, we'll find out. We'll find out. What, do you have a
4: bladder of, like, a whale or something? You,
5: you know, know. <laughs> it, it's just simply uh, discipline. I mean, oh, do not... Oh, <laughs> here we go. Oh, okay. Seriously, Be... I have yeah. a very weak bladder... But I just don't get that pop and popcorn prior to yeah. Yeah. This is... If you get popcorn, then it's like, oh, all I'm thirsty, da-da-da. And, and I did that, actually, for the four hours I spent in the theater for Killers of the Flower Moon. And, I, and, that, and that deal, I, I got up once to go to the bathroom. Second time I got up because Taylor Swift was pounding on the wall next door. It was so freaking loud. So while I was up, it's like, well, I might as well go again. But... I generally try to avoid it because, yeah, you just don't know what you're going to miss. That's right. come back and, and, if you know, I'm seeing it alone. I mean, at least if my wife is with me, I can get, you know, caught up. But, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So I, I just refrain. Refrain as much as possible. I can't imagine what it's like for people that get actual drinks or they drink beers in there.
4: Yeah. <laughs> or or <laughs> they pick up the big bladder buster, you know, the uh, 30 or 64 ounce kind of big jug. Oh, yeah.
5: Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it'll it'll be interesting. We'll see. If I'm bored, you know, that that kind of tends to lend itself to. Well, I sh- I could probably get up and go. I'm probably uh, not gonna miss anything. So yeah.
3: So you're talking about Napoleon with uh, what's his name again? Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. I actually like him. A lot of people don't like him. Why, why don't they like him?
5: Um, uh, he's a strange guy.
3: He is a very, a very weird guy. Little, that's
5: very true. strange guy. I, I, you know, there's some people in the business. You love the interview and I haven't had no desire just because I've heard so many stories of just his bizarre behavior, um, in, during interviews. I mean, he, or press conferences, Yeah. just for no reason at all, he'll just get up and walk out. Um, and then, you know, look, you got your causes, you support your causes, whatever, you know, most of the time, Oscar winners, Oscar night, they go to celebrate at the parties, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. He went to some protest at a slaughterhouse or something. Oh, weird. God. In his talks I don't know if he had Oscar in hand, but yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just kind of different. And aren't most actors different? I don't know. I don't know, but Joaquin certainly seems to set a certain standard. That's for sure.
3: Did he change but, after his brother died?
5: You know, that's a good question, and I don't know if anybody would dare ask him that. Yeah, probably of... not.
3: <laughs> yeah, You don't want to ask him that.
5: I mean, somebody as, you know, as uneasy, I mean, imagine the uneasy feeling of talking to him, and then to bring up the fact that his brother tragically died in public Yeah. when he was, what, 21 or something?
3: Yeah, that's about right. Maybe a little older, but I, don't, I think you're, you're pretty close.
6: How did his brother die? Oh, indeed, in the Viper Room, wasn't it? Yep.
5: Yeah, Johnny Depp uh, and some other people own this club in, in L.A. And I don't know, was it an accidental overdose? I don't know what it was. What, what I was think it? that's
6: right. I think it was accidental, but I, you know, it was so long ago. If only we had a device that would allow us to look the answer <laughs> up. Well, you
4: know, that, and that, might, that just may represent um, uh, he hasn't gone through the grief process. And he may be stalled in part of that recovery from losing a family member. Who are we talking about? his behavior. R- R- River Phoenix. River Phoenix.
2: Phoenix. River Phoenix,
0: yeah. River Phoenix. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: he died
0: back 93. in 93. What? a while, yeah. 30, he died 30, 30 years, 30 years
4: ago? ago? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, yeah. I'm getting
0: old. Yeah, he did a speedball, and that was that, basically. What did he get it from
4: John Belushi? Didn't John Belushi. When did John Belushi John die?
0: Belushi and. Um, Chris Farley both died from speedballs. Here's some what? trivia
6: for you. The girl that gave John Belushi the speedball mm-hmm. was made famous in what song?
0: Oh. Um, I love speedballs.
4: Oh, I don't know.
6: Sundown by Gordon Lightfoot. She was Gordon Lightfoot's girlfriend. Oh, at the time. Really?
5: Huh. Really. Huh. Oh and at the Chateau Marmont. Yep. Where, yeah. Uh, yep. She died. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, speedballs so you know, were a big thing in the 80s and 90s until people realized, hey, this is a great way to die. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. yeah but yeah, drugs are a great way to die. I mean, people still are doing fentanyl and all that. Well, yeah, time. of
0: course, but a speedball is its like... Probably the most dangerous combination you can take aside from just straight up overdose. Well, you got to get something. it right, Andy. You got to get, get the formulation right. right. And get that, get the mixture
5: what exactly right. does it consist of? Well, it's, it's
0: heroin co- and cocaine. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, so, what the problem is God. so cocaine has a very short duration of action, heroin has a longer, st- yeah. still short but longer. So, what happens is you take the speedball, and in the process, you take enough heroin to kill you, but the cocaine masks this. Because what heroin does is it makes you stop yep. breathing, right. but the cocaine makes you keep breathing. Oh. So you're like, oh, I feel great. Cocaine wears off. You stop breathing. You die. Oh, my God. Because unknown to you, by the time you've taken this speedball, you've already overdosed. Yeah. Yep.
5: So.
4: Or you're trying to get the, the combination correct. And you don't get it correct. Yeah, All right. probably. Well, yeah. that too.
2: Needed yeah. more cocaine. Some mm-hmm.
4: people want to be uh, a higher high. rather than. The That's your solution.
2: <laughs> not
0: less heroin. It's like, they didn't take enough cocaine. you well, uh, would not
4: be a very good drug addict. Yeah. So, yeah. so you'd be better off with with heroin and crystal meth. Because crystal meth lasts a little bit Right, lighter. That's true.
2: I guess technically, yes. better That's The pharmac- off pharmacology of uh, speedball
4: situation. Well, it's a, it's I, a t-
5: got, I got advice. Just stay away from the crap.
4: Yeah. Please. Get yeah.
5: mm-hmm. it, man. All
3: well, right. Isn't Nancy it Reagan. true? Isn't it true now that almost every street drug has fentanyl in it? Oh, I wouldn't I would doubt guess, yeah. it. Yeah. Who the why hell wouldn't you? It's yeah, so
4: cheap; you can throw it in anything. Well, my question is: when you get your speedball, do you get it directly from your, the the pusher, or do you get it? Do you have to make it yourself?
0: That's a. I would assume you probably oh. make it yourself. Oh man! Whoa. So, which is why so many people have probably yeah, they get the formulation on. wrong because yeah. they don't know exactly because with that kind of thing you do have to be pretty precise when it comes to the mixture or yeah, else... their,
4: their metler scale is just off a little bit mm-hmm. i mean you they're, they're or just, they just oh, t- about right or they
0: cut. just go by feel they take a bunch of heroin they take a bunch of cocaine and they're like oh, i don't feel high enough let's take a little bit more heroin and that's how you get to that point i
2: feel oh, like if, if you need to take a drug just Pick between one of them. Don't go with both. Mixings, like, you're better, play the odds and just go with one.
0: Aside from you straight don't let up, your
2: food touch, do you?
0: <laughs> aside from straight-up opiate overdoses, I would bet that most drug overdoses are mixtures.
5: Yeah, probably. probably I yeah. bet
0: at least 50% of them.
5: Huh. Now, Doug, you mentioned the, the uh, sundown lady. What was her involvement with, uh, alleged involvement, excuse me, With Belushi. How was she tied into that? She
6: was in the room when it happened and brought the drugs, if I remember correctly.
5: And they didn't have
0: Narcan back then, did they? Oh, Mm -hmm. they had it, but they didn't have it widely available. The EMS would have had it. Mm. But by the time they get there, he's dead. He was done. Yeah, once you stop breathing, you got three, maybe four minutes until your brain starts uh, not doing so good. Do you think I just got lucky that I didn't do drugs? Because,
3: I mean, they were everywhere when I was a kid. You know, up and down Plymouth Avenue, Broadway, North—you could find drugs everywhere. I just went. I'm not. I am not going to put something in my system that
0: you concocted at your kitchen table. Yeah, there's a lot of trust in not yeah. trustworthy people involved in it. <laughs> no way I was you
4: know, going to. do and, that. and I've, I look at myself. And I, I chose not to be involved with any of the drugs. You know, in the '60s, '70s, and I look back and I say, well, why was that? And I just had this aversion. To, I said, yeah. I don't know about this. I just, don't, uh, I'm I not agree. so certain. That, you know, you change your mental state you know there's a there's a finite risk of psychosis if you're at risk for that Mm -hmm. uh if you uh, take one of the psychedelics so one dose of the psychedelics can give you a psychotic break some people and you know those risks even though a lot of it was overblown in you know with uh, reefer madness and things like Mm -hmm. that i said you know i I get that but i said there's an element of truth in some of this and i've Mm -hmm. seen some of my, my friends were on high on drugs saying, i don't know if this is such a good thing there's some Bad consequences that could happen from that. And I just don't take the risk.
0: That is, yeah.
3: I understand. I just, uh, there's no way I would trust people enough to do street drugs. Not a chance.
4: Or maybe it was from from your uh, mom and the value of life and to lose your life or to, you know, would be, you know, your your responsibility to her not to give her that tragedy and things. Yeah, I suppose. Well, there is a lot of that because a lot of
0: people do get to the point where it's like, if it kills me, then so be it. Oh, wow. God, that's. But that first
4: time you take them? Yeah.
0: The first time, it's usually I want to fit in or something like that, some dumb teenager crap. Oh, That's probably true. Yeah, I just want to fit in, so I'll do speed yeah. balls. No, Everyone no else is doing it. Might as well. I don't want to be you know, the loser.
4: Okay, I'm the loser. I took the pressure off. I said, I'm the loser. I'm the oddball. I'm the weirdo. Yep. Yeah, I took the pressure. I said, hey, sorry.
0: Embrace your squareness.
5: Whatever happened to tapping a keg in a farm field? Yeah, what's wrong with that?
2: Yeah, that was that was my high school. Was yeah, everybody was out drinking in fields and, mm. and things like that.
3: No, I got lucky because my my group from St. Anne's, you know, started at St. Joe's, but St. Anne's, none of them did street drugs. Not one of us. Really? Did. Yeah, none of us. And I don't know why that is, but our group just, well, we all hung out at the Lorenz house or Andy Fisher's house or Tommy O'Brien, and you know, I, I just. Well, Tommy O'Brien's father worked for the FBI, so we weren't going to do any street (laughs) drugs. That might have been (laughs) something
4: to do with it. (laughs) Now, did any of your friends die from drug overdoses? Because a lot of your friends have passed. Does that include alcohol? Well, no, not alcohol. (laughs) Does not include alcohol. Talk about street drugs.
3: No. We didn't do street drugs. Pot. We did smoke pot. We did do that. Yeah. But that was about it. It just, we had no interest. We just didn't trust people. It's like, I'm not taking something you cooked up in the kitchen. Forget it. (laughs)
6: See, yeah, I, I was too cheap to get into cocaine. It's like, oh yeah, it's
4: very expensive. Hundred
6: bucks for that? You know, know before it crack,
4: so you would've crack because I've been cheap. Yes.
6: Well, I, LSD was dirt cheap. I mean, really? But, oh yeah, it was less than a dollar. Well, that'd the, keep you high for twelve hours. It was awesome. Well, a
0: dose is like a nanogram or something. Yeah, like that.
6: Yeah, micrograms, incredibly small, small measured, amount.
3: Measured in. Well, I mean, plus you'd think I mean back in those days. You'd think that you know a thousand dollars for a case of beer would be a little too much, but
6: it oh, was. I can't. Believe. I felt terrible.
3: It, oh yeah. Did
5: you just buy that for at a at a Vikings game, thousand dollars. Oh, it was that. It was at, no, it was at it the, the Eagles, Eagles concert. concert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh
3: really? I bought five six packs of beer for our listeners. It was eight hundred dollars, a thousand dollars with the tip.
1: What for five six
3: packs of beer? Uh, I mean, what are you doing? Come on, I know you got to keep the lights on, but. Wow. Honest to God. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed?
4: Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football
3: field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision,
0: but if you are, please contact us.
2: Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com.
3: Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM.
1: Go to TomBernardShow.com Keyword Prize to enter the Pick Your Prize Contest. You could win one of 14 prizes, each worth $10,000. <laughs> like $10,000 in home improvements from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Or a LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lobanoff at Ovo, LASIK & Lens and a fantastic vacation. Or a two-year lease on a 2024 Kia from Loopy & Kia. For a complete prize list, go to TomBernardShow.com Keyword Prize. Answer daily now. Qualifiers selected daily starting March 18th. And one lucky finalist will pick their prize.
5: Who were the Eagles, by the way?
3: Uh, I will tell you this Doobie Brothers were phenomenal. The Eagles played these really kind of weepy songs for like the first nine. What were the ballads? Eight or
6: nine ballads in a row. Yeah, it was. They didn't let Joe Walsh out of the bag. Tommy had to leave. We left early. We didn't stay till the end. Probably missed the last third. And they finally let Joe out of the bag as we're walking down the hallway going, okay, this is better. (laughs) Wow. Vince Gill was phenomenal. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah I'm not yeah. a big country guy, but the guy is just a great guitar player, and man, can he sing.
3: Well, and the How Eagles was, basically are a country band. Yeah.
5: They basically are. Yeah. yeah. How is Fry's kid? Did he? He's did he, okay. He look, yeah, he's
6: okay. You know, he looks like his dad, and he can, you know, he's, he's got some musical talent, so, you know, it's cool that they had him out to play a couple of tunes.
3: God, I wish I would have met his dad. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's right <Doing> again
6: <laughs> the band they seemed other than Michael McDonald they all seemed kind of tired and they both both bands said this is their that was their last show for the year yep it was yep. so i think they're getting on their private jets and winging off to wherever the hell I was. would
3: say this though that if you want to see a, a huge 21,000 people were there and that auditorium was phenomenal yeah the sound he, was just incredible
5: you talking about the axe yeah the, yep yeah that is a good place. It that is. is. A good place. Um, back in the day, so it would have been the St. Paul Civic Center. I paid twelve dollars and fifty cents. I was about eight rows up, kitty corner from the stage for the Eagles. Twelve, and that was the Long Run tour, uh, before Hell froze over, before the yeah. fist fight broke up the band and all that stuff. And it was phenomenal then. But since then, I, I guess you know what I did catch Don Henley at the State Fair. Not the last time, but. Why did know, you lose was, a bet? <laughs> no, no, he was, he, he was terrific. Not was a big terrific.
3: fan, old Dougie. No, not really. I understand. Really? He's not got of, more hit records Henley? than I
5: do. I'm sorry, Tim. Not, not of Henley.
6: No, no, he just seems like I'm kind of a miserable prick to me. Well,
3: he is a miserable All prick. Right. That's why he seems like that. He's not a. He's not. He's a massive pain in the ass to tell you the truth.
5: Have you seen the? Uh, uh, it was on Netflix at one point. Yeah, it was a, really quite good. The documentary about the, the,
6: the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, it's good.
5: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it it really is. And you know what? This whole thing with, uh, what's the guy that they kicked down and never let back in? Randy
6: Meisner.
5: Felder. They never let him back in.
6: Don Felder. Yeah, there's two of them. Yep.
5: Uh, Well, him and and the guy, he's one of the original members, who is from, actually, born in Minneapolis. What the hell is his name?
6: Randy Meisner.
5: No, Meisner's the bassist. Uh, No, Timothy B. Schmidt's the bass player. I have to look up original members of the Eagles. But he did rejoin them for the the long, excuse me, the History of the Eagles tour. Mm -hmm. And original members of Eagles. Let me just look this up. But, yeah. Uh, You'll know the name once I I say it. Bernie Ledden.
3: God, I barely remember that name.
5: Yeah, yeah. He... Well, Randy, Me- oh, wait, Randy did you say Randy Meiser? I was thinking Tim Schmidt, sorry. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, Timothy Meiser- Schmidt. Meiser quit, player. and you know, though, what, what I read before his passing was they did take care of, he, he fell into hard times because of big medical problems, but the Eagles paid for all those medical bills. Oh, I that's mean, they nice. It, treated him as part of the family, but, um, yeah, I know that Fry and Henley frickin' hated uh, Don Felder. So they they never they never broke bread and got back together again, which is too bad. I mean, come on, water under the bridge, man. Let it go.
6: Bands are weird. It, it doesn't they matter. Are. They're all like a bunch of sixteen-year-olds. I mean, they kicked Lindsey Buckingham out of Fleetwood Mac for it crying out loud. They're all millionaires. It's like you, you guys can't get along for ninety well, minutes.
3: 40 times a year. about John Lennon's song, How Do You Sleep at Night? Yeah. It was about Paul McCartney.
6: Well, they kind of blasted each other. They right certainly did. There was, wrote some pretty good tunes about it.
5: But, you know, at least they found a way to get back, well, minus Lennon, but to come together to do, and it wasn't a money grab, or maybe it was, I don't know, but to do those now three songs that they did based on Lennon's demo tapes, you know, they tried to get along again because you have to remember wasn't mccartney really pissed at yoko over something to do with the song rights and clearly if you're going to record lennon's demos you're going to have to talk with yoko so it seems like the kids all get along now you know
4: yeah well, you know the, the band that really has stayed together uh, has been the rolling stones yeah and Isn't they that amazing it is they're through all the drugs and everything. And I think they're pretty much sober now. You know? hey, Keith Richards quit smoking. No. Yeah. Oh. About a year ago. It's amazing.
6: <laughs> I thought the world would stop.
5: They <laughs> announced some tour dates this morning. They are going to tour again. <laughs> are they, they really? The
6: Octogenarian tour. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
5: They're in their 80s. Absolutely. Yeah. But I've seen footage of Jagger in the last couple of years. That guy can move. He's yeah, like, but... he's jumping Jack Flash, baby. He's yeah. still. He acts like he's 60. Yeah. Well, he goes
6: into training before they go on the road. He'll run like five miles a day and works out all the time. He's in really, really good shape. The rest of them, I'm kind of surprised they can stand up.
3: Isn't that kind of sad that the one guy who didn't do drugs is the one who died?
6: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, he was the oldest. by. I think he was eight or nine years older than the rest of them. Yeah, I
3: think you're right. But poor guy didn't do drugs. He's the one who dies. (laughs)
1: It's my favorite Charlie
6: Watt story. So this is back. They're on tour in America in the 70s, and Mick calls him up at 4 in the morning Uh shit-faced. Uh-oh. Charlie, I need my my drummer. The singer needs his drummer.
1: Get up here and (laughs) drum for my singer. So
6: Charlie puts his suit on, goes down to Mick's hotel room, knocks on the door, Mick... (laughs) opens it, and he punches him right in the face. He goes, don't call me at 4 in the morning.
1: Really? (laughs) goes back
3: to bed. (laughs) Oh, I like that. That's a good move. Can you imagine that? Because, you know, working at Capitol Records all those years, I observed a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And it
6: just, how those guys even lived through that, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's the 70s were.
4: Yeah, stories of them being up 72 hours straight on cocaine and uh, Mm -hmm. drugs. Just... it's Might. hard on you, I tell well,
6: you. Well, that Exile on Main Street, which a lot of fans consider to be their gr- greatest yeah. record, and it's really all over the place. It's a double album. They rented a chateau in France and just in the summertime, no air conditioning, sat in the basement, did drugs and drank all day long, God. and just rolled tape. And out of that, they got two sides that were eh, actually really good stuff.
3: You know, my first tour, I won't say who it was, but it was a very, very Come big on.
6: They're not here. Nobody right. listens no, to this he's podcast too good a guy anyway. Come
3: on. It's just us. He's too good a guy, and he had nothing to do with it. But I was Christopher Cross? No. His <laughs> initials were BS, and he was on Capitol Records.
1: Ah, Bob's here.
3: Okay. <laughs> and he had nothing to do with this. I want to make that very, very clear. So I'm at the hotel room, and I don't know. I suppose the, the guy downstairs told him, it's like, 2 30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and there's a knock at my door. I get up and I'm like tired as hell. I open the door, and there's a guy and he's crying. He's like probably about 45 years old, 50 years old, something like that. I said, Yes, sir, can I help you with something? He goes, Are you the Capitol Records guy? And I said, Yeah, yeah, I am. He goes, well, I need your help. And I said, Okay, what can I help you with? I have a 16-year-old daughter and I can't find oh, her. Jesus. I'm like, oh God. Oh, oh God. And again, Bob Seeger had nothing to do with that. But can you imagine that at three in the morning looking for your 16 year old daughter? Cause she's with some other band mm, or something. Mm-hmm. Oh God. that ha- mm. It broke my heart for yeah, Christ's sake. Yeah. I'm like, and I, I, tr- I went down to the lobby with him. We tried to figure out where everybody was and all the rest of it. And it, that was a tough <sighs> moment. I will tell you that that was very difficult. Oh. Hey,
5: Tom, I don't know if he was on Capitol, but uh, I was telling my wife about your encounter with Eric Carmen. I'm a huge Raspberries fan, and talk about a, a band that, if you look it up on YouTube, they reunited in early 2000s. Now, they broke up in the 70s, so for all of them to be alive, all four of them, was pretty remarkable. the they Raspberries? The terrific, yeah. yeah, the Raspberries, right. but... Eric Carmen, he kind of was pretty fond of himself, wasn't he? Just a
3: little, uh, no question about it. Uh, uh, we're sitting at Charlie's Cafe Exceptional, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> back in the day, that hadn't been open for a few years, but Eric Carmen sitting at the head of the table, and we're just kind of hanging out, having a good time, and all the rest of it. And one of the guys, a disc jockey at 1500 KSTP at the time, and I'm like I said, working a cap, but I can't remember what label Eric Carmen was on. I don't, I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. We're sitting at the table, and this guy says, Eric, I got to tell you something. I'm not trying to be untoward here and the rest of it, but I, I got to tell you, your wife is stunningly beautiful. And he said, and I quote, yeah, she looks just like me. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs>
6: yeah. It's like the worst either possible terrible answer. Or, That's or the worst really, answer. Or he's really funny. Oh, no, oh, funny. no, no, no. Oh, okay. He was Wouldn't not being funny. funny.
3: He said, yeah, she looks exactly like me. I'm stunningly beautiful. I have a
6: tangential uh, Bob Seger story. I've been playing on Sundays at this VFW in Bloomington. It's a, a blues deal. And one of the guitar players there is a guy uh, named Mick McCormick. And he's Mick's probably, I don't know, late 70s or so. Real quiet guy, but he grew up in Detroit. And super humble, shy guy. So it took me a year to get all these stories out of him. He played on Seeger's first couple of albums. Oh, really? And the drummer in his high school band was Iggy Pop. Oh, and the Stooges, baby. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was telling me this story. There was a couple of guys that showed up, and they do a, um, uh, a Blues Brothers tribute. And so one of the guys walked over to Mick and said, Hey, do you know uh, Soul Man by Sam and Dave? And he goes, I played it with him. It's like, okay. <laughs> and the guy's a, gr- a great guitar player, too. He's just You know, it's interesting
5: suit. how some of these these acts or I- individuals cross paths in the most unlikely places. Like I was reading how Boz Skaggs and uh, Abracadabra, Steve Miller. Mm hmm. They played together, they were in like in a band when they were 12 years old. Really? I
6: didn't know that. Well, here's here's a, here's yeah, a Steve yeah, Miller yeah. trivia question. He's from Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and his first guitar teacher was Les Paul. Oh,
3: that's not bad. That's not bad. That's not a bad role for you. He was a tremendous guy to work with because he was on Capitol.
6: Oh, uh, Steve Miller? Steve Miller. Yeah.
3: Just the nicest damn guy you'd ever want to meet.
6: No, No arrogance, nothing. Which is great. There's a really cool story behind one of his hits, uh, "Big Jet Airliner." Mm-hmm. It was actually written by this blind guy named Paul Pena, who was going to be the next lo- thing in the '70s. And if you lo- look up the Paul Pena version of "Jet Airliners," like God, this guy is just so funky and soulful. But uh, Albert Grossman just decided to wreck his career, and he never went anywhere. So why? I don't know. But Steve Miller, you know, he gave him full credits for the song, and you know, probably paid for the rest of his life. So. Why did they decide?
5: I mean, well, look
3: at that Tommy well, James and the Shondells. They, that guy who owned that what was the label again, roulette. I, I think you're right. I think it was roulette records. They stole every dime from him, like it's $40 million. Thing,
5: dollars. It's the same thing with the film business too. I mean, you can have yeah. a film and so, you piss somebody off along the line and they'll bury it. Yeah. You'll yep. never make it to theaters. Maybe eventually on some streamer that nobody's heard of or whatever, but I got to run. Uh, Tom, will talk tomorrow for uh, the uh, review of Napoleon on your show. All
3: right. I do want to see I that, I'll, I think.
5: Well, I'm sure I'll see Tevin and, and Andy. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Have Happy a great Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving,
3: Tim. Thanks, Timmy. All right. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom,
1: sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Tim Lammers,
3: ladies and gentlemen. You know, it's so interesting sitting down just going over that stuff and talking about it. Because I guess, you know, we had talked about it earlier on the, on the morning show as well. I've had a hell of a life. I didn't even look back on it. It It's like I should look back and go. I should, have, I should be more grateful, I think.
5: <laughs> yeah. I, I am pretty grateful. grateful. Yeah. And yeah. Like
2: especially working at Capitol Records, you see obviously all the A-listers that come through, yeah. but you see kind of the middling people. Is there anybody that you crossed paths, with, crossed paths with that you were like, if they were around today or had social media just needed to get in front of more people, that should have been megastars? A, a
3: lot of them. There are a lot of people like that that just never broke through, and I think today they would be huge Yeah, because of social media. Yeah, it's a good question, because there are a lot of people
6: like that. I almost think it's harder to break through now, because really? anybody, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it costs pennies to make a recording, Yeah, where in the old days, it, you had to get That's major true. commitment, you had to go through all these deals. And, you know, the downside is that most of the people that re- do recordings and put them on YouTube really shouldn't. Right. It's but that kind of you got, double-edged. you really got to go through <laughs> the shit really to get shouldn't. the strawberries, you know. Yeah. And there's still strawberries out there, but there's a lot. It's like,
2: oh, God, yeah. really? Back in the day, it was harder to kind of get your yep. product out there, but once you got it out there, there was less competition. That's right. Whereas, like today, like you're saying, I can go home tonight and make a song, yeah. and it could be the worst song ever, but I can get it out there in one day, if I wanted to. One of my
6: nephews is a joke. It, this is probably 10 years ago. Did a song, put it on YouTube, and it went viral. It's called Hamburger.
2: And it's just him hamburger. playing
6: drums going hamburger, 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 <laughs> right. hamburger, oh. cheeseburger, cheeseburger, it, hamburger, oh cheeseburger, cheeseburger, Hamburger, cheeseburger. Oh my God. And it
4: made like, you
2: know, just. Yeah. And, oh, that- and now I'm a serious musician and I got to compete with Hamburger right. Guy. Yeah. No,
4: yeah, but the, but it went viral because of those those people who like to have the, the fingernails on the the repetitive kind of oh, sound. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it might have been a, that might have been a, a perversion. Yeah, as much as anything, they like to hear the hamburger 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 See, hamburger.
6: The, well, there yeah. <laughs> now it's going to revitalize itself. Let's look up what was what, you what's the song called?
2: Well, there was a, a lady that she was sitting on a toilet, took her phone out and just made a song and was just her singing sitting on a toilet. And it would, like, millions and oh, millions of yeah. views. Yeah. Really? I remember yeah. that. Yeah, just some, some black ladies singing. Do they, they make money from to, that? Uh, A lot of times, yeah. yeah you, enough,
6: you, you have to get a critical mass, and then it's mm-hmm. a pretty yep. good way to make a living.
2: Yeah.
3: Got so many great memories are popping into my head now, talk, <laughs> talking about the old record days. My God. I remember once at the old Met Center, back when the Met Center was there. It was a Bob Seger show, as a matter of fact. And I can't remember who it was, but somebody was just being an asshole to me. And I don't know why. So I told him, you know, back the F off and leave me. Get the hell away from me and all the rest of it. And I don't know who this other guy was, but he was this giant guy, you know. He comes out and goes, you two, knock that shit off. Stop arguing. I said, I'm not arguing. He goes, I told you to shut up. And I said, yeah, okay, Herman Munster. And Bob Seeger came out just in time and said, all right, knock this shit off. I've heard enough. <laughs> I think he saved me from dying. <laughs> he did not like being called Herman Munster, I'll tell you that. I thought it was funny. He did not. But, yeah, there was a lot of that. People would get, because they'd start getting coked up. Yeah. Not, not the singers, on but everybody, you know, oh, they, sure. mm-hmm. the outliers. They'd all just start getting drunk and coked up, and they just acted like total nut jobs. Um, yeah. Yep.
6: We oh, re- we rewatched Spinal Tap last night. That's yeah, a great movie. We watched that about Spinal every 10 tarp. minutes.
3: It is so funny. It is very funny. Spinal Tarp is one of my favorite... Re-
6: that was... What's his name? Fred Willard. Fred Willard. Exactly. <laughs> the <was>. base commander. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I love the hairstyles. I'm getting a little shaggy myself. <laughs> He was so, and it's funny you mentioned that scene because I'm watching the faces of Chris Guest and uh, David McKeon, and you can tell that they just want to crack up. And they're like...
3: (gasps) I think Christopher Guest is one of the funniest human beings ever born. Yeah, I I agree. Brilliant.
6: And he is great as Nigel Tufnell.
3: Nigel Tufnell. Yeah, he is, no question. All right, I suppose we should wrap it up. i got to get the hell out of here because i got eight million things I have to take care of before. You know, that's one thing about leaving town. You, why does it all have to come at the last one or two days before you leave?
6: You know, that's why there's so many blues songs written about having to go to West Palm for the winter. <laughs> right? That's that's, yeah. that's I don't know what you're talking about. A rough life you live, Tom. Look across and see both cars are gone. I get the blues you know so the, bad, I throw okay. my drinks across the lawn. I throw lawn. my
3: drink across the lawn. Who did that? Martin Mull. It was Martin Mull. Okay, there you go. I threw my drink, drink. I threw my drink, I threw my drink across the lawn.
6: He was hilarious. Whatever happened to him? Well, he was. Uh, what was the last show he was on? Oh, it's been a while. Wasn't he on the last version of Roseanne? I think he so. was. Yes. Yeah. And he, was
3: he? He was in uh, in uh, what was the Christmas movie they did here with Arnold Schwarzenegger and then KQRS. All, the yes, all the way. Yes, he was. He was in that, right? Yep. Yeah, he played the morning guy. He at was KQR the morning US. guy. Yep. So he played right. you. Yeah, he played me without mm-hmm. mentioning my name. Sons of bitches. Where am I? <laughs> I never visuals? liked
6: Martin <laughs> Mull.
3: I always thought he was hilarious. Yeah, Noses more... running.
6: My family was another one of his sons. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's more or less retired. Is he now? Yeah, I suppose yeah, he's he's just... he still does like a couple. Th- he does a couple things a year for TV, but nothing. Although he was uh, the main role in a show called The Cool Kids in 2018. Oh, really? It, was it eight... only lasted one season. Though. How old is he? He's 80.
3: Yeah, he probably don't want to work. Just this hard a kid. When you're yeah. Although Don Rickles worked into his nineties, yeah,
4: yeah, and the Stones are working into their eighties, into their
3: eighties too. That's true. And the best um, years
4: are right ahead of them. <laughs> the best
3: is yet to come. Remember what Don Rickles said the last time I went to see him? I said, you know, it's going to be pretty unbelievable. I, you know, I'm in my nineties now, and one of these days they're going to find me. I'll be dead and probably die in bed, something like that. And Somebody will tell
6: my wife, and she'll go, oh, did he die? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Walsh said it was a lot more fun being in your 20s and the 70s than being in your 70s and in the, the <laughs> 20s. And the very ones.
3: good, very good. All right, uh, there will be no uh, family show tomorrow because the holiday's kicking in and everybody's leaving town and moving around. So mm-hmm. the morning show will be on. I heard you're engineering the third hour of the morning show tomorrow.
2: It's uh yeah
3: question oh never
2: mind I, I could just yeah i'll be swapping out uh wait a minute what do you think i was talking about i thought you were, we're having essentially it's going to be the greatest hits tomorrow we have everybody's in bob's going to be on oh lambers no. is going to be on oh no kristen burt oh no judd i think i got to everybody chris so yeah full show
3: it's going to be great it'll it'll be a great show I promise i will talk to you guys later happy thanksgiving
0: all right are we gonna keep going for another 17 no. sir no, no we can We'll just end it
6: i think we just leave them wanting more that's no, what I that's think. the way they, the they rolling stones do it more. i got to have a couple of cashews for it.